1: Hey, I'm Nick DiMatteo, and welcome to episode number 53, or if you are listening to one of the podcast streaming services, season three, episode three of Music Is Not a Genre. Each week I take a release from my collection, I discuss it, I give you my take on it, I throw in some other interesting things, and I connect it to my music, other music, and other things in the world. Uh, Thank you to everyone who has subscribed, uh, anyone who clicks and shares and posts and comments, Uh, Any Patreon patron out there, thank you very, very much. Uh, If you haven't done any of those things, take a moment, pause this video or this audio stream and consider doing that. The links are all here uh, and I would appreciate that very much. So as you may know, if you're following along, we're into my CD collection now and we're really starting to get into it. Uh, This week, the topic is... You Never Forget Your First, The Triumph and Controversy of Faith. As you see right here, or if you can't see, I will describe, uh, it is a CD copy of George Michael's Faith from 1987. Um, Now, you know, before I get into the the real story here, I'm going to talk about the first triumph, which is I found it. I have moved my CD collection twice, in the last 18 months. Is it twice? Yeah, twice. And uh, gave up a whole bunch of CDs. Uh, I still t- must i must have hurt because I keep talking about that. I gave a bunch of CDs. Uh, at one point I had over a thousand CDs and now I have about, uh, I don't know, in the 600s maybe. I really haven't counted. But the other thing I haven't done is sorted them. Some of them I haven't even unpacked. Some are on the shelves. But you know the half of my uh, you know a third of my prince collection is sitting next to you know uh counting crows and the other third is is somewhere in the you know the greatest hits of simon and garfunkel and you know the other third is i don't even know where i haven't sorted i haven't put them in any in any order whatsoever so every week now until i do that it's a mini triumph that i find Either a CD that sparks my interest or the one that I was actually looking for. And this one, this is the one. In fact, this is the one, let's, let me be honest, that I should have started with last week. And the reason is because this is the first CD I ever bought. It's not the first CD I ever had in the house or, or anything like that. Um, but is the first one that I took my hard-earned money waiting tables and bought uh, when it came out back in 1987, I was still living with my parents, and they had enough money to buy a CD player, which was not cheap at the time, and this one, of all the CDs I could have bought then, and just as now, I was into a ton of music, this was the one, this was the first one I chose, and, um, I, I like that, you know, it could have been anything, but the fact that it was this one you know, the more time passes and the more I do musically, the more it means to me. Actually, for many reasons, which some of which we'll get into uh later on, and it's mainly because you know certain albums are, you know, let's say popular for a long time or critically acclaimed for a long time, and then fall out of favor, and you know, up and they have they have their ups and downs. Some are classics forever. Some fade. You know, this one. Is, is more and more of a classic the more the years pass, and certainly, you know, more so since, you know, George Michael died, so tragically. Uh, and why? Well, there are a bunch of reasons why. Uh, I, I still remember a couple things from this. One is I, yeah, certainly heard the songs on the radio. Um, the radio, the terrestrial radio, and uh, in other places, probably friends played them, things like that, and knew this was something I needed to get uh, because of the way it was produced, the way the songs were, just how, how incredible it is If you don't know it, if you don't know it, I don't understand you, but, you know, if you don't know it, uh, go find it, you know, go stream it, go do how whatever you need to do to listen to this music, go listen to it, and you will hopefully understand why it was such a gigantic success, why there were so many hit singles from this, why even some of the lesser known singles and songs on the album are considered amazing. Um, I remember, one of the main things I remember from it though was how pristine it sounded, how this was the first album that I bought on CD that I listened to by choice and was excited to listen to, was eager to sit down and listen through to the whole thing. And believe me, my dad had a kick-ass stereo system. You know, that's when people had stereo systems with giant speakers and things that made music sound good. And you can hear detail. And when you're hearing detail on a CD, you're hearing everything. And that's that was that was such a huge impression on me. But I think the bigger impression, the one, the more lasting impression, was that he showed me that to that to be a singer, songwriter, producer to not just sing, but to write almost every single piece of every single song on this album to produce it yourself, which I honestly just found out and could not believe. Listen to the production, and you will see. He was amazing at everything he did, but to be able to be a singer, songwriter, producer, and do it this way, do it not sound like James Taylor or Jim Croce or people like that, people I love and respect as well, but to not kind of go to, you know, to that standard, well, if I'm a singer-songwriter, I have to have an acoustic guitar and I'm singing, you know, uh, in, a, in an intimate way, et cetera, et cetera, really blew me away. Because it's not just that he, you know, took everything that he'd learned and done from Wham and made it even better with the incredible pop songs, pop R&B, pop dance songs, electronic, and, and absolutely some bunch of real instruments in there as well, backup singers, the whole thing. It's not just that, but it's that he did it in in such a personal way. And he not only did it in a personal way, and he could have sung about anything, but he chose to sing about a lot of things, but much of what he sang about was, at the time, controversial. You know, let's set set aside even the, the big hit, I Want Your Sex. You know, you did not necessarily... That was right around the beginning of when you started to hear the word sex used in choruses, in songs, in popular songs more frequently. Uh, You know, shortly after that, let's talk about sex. And shortly after that, I want to sex you up. And, you know, and God knows how many others. But it was really before was the type of thing that was considered relatively normal. It was shocking. It was controversial. But that wasn't the biggest controversy. The, The biggest controversy was the, you know, the content of the lyrics themselves and how they alluded to a life that some people may have suspected at the time but didn't outright know, which is that, you know, of course, George Michael was gay. And it's sad that, you know, he felt or the, the world compelled him to feel that he was unable to just kind of come out and say it. Uh, back then, it took him years to, to come out officially. And, you know, the, and we all hopefully, you know, know the history of how things like that unfold and have unfolded in society. It's, you know, but he still felt... uh you know, confident enough and moved enough to sing about this stuff in in the way that he did. And yes, it stirred up controversy. And uh, many other artists have stirred up controversy for many different reasons. I think of a few years before them when Prince became popular and and he was so androgynous and that freaked people out. And he sung about sex and all of that stuff. Um, It's, you know, part of, a reflection of how puritanical American society still is after hundreds of years. Um, that there are things that sh- should be more controversial, such as uh, hate speech and things like that, that do show up in songs that barely people barely bat an eyelash at. Thankfully, more people do today. But that things like just singing about sex or singing about your sexuality or other things uh, should should you know raise people's ire more than you know, hatred or violence. It's ridiculous to me. And and here's, the, and here's the thing about that. That was then, right? So you could say to yourself, you wanna to say to yourself, well, that was then. And these days, somebody singing about this uh, is not gonna stir up controversy. And there are actually, there, there really there are two answers to that. One is, that's right, that's absolutely right. It's, it's everywhere now. People are singing very openly about sex. I mean, uh, you know, wet-ass pussy, you know, and things like that. Um, and it, it gets attention and everything. But in terms of the mainstream, in terms of the majority of people... It does not stir controversy in terms of there was just a fairly well-known uh, country artist, the Brothers Osborne, I believe, who just came came out as as gay, which is a huge thing in the country music uh, world, of course. Um, but is still considered news uh, just in the, in the world in general, and including the music industry. Uh, you hear you know these pronouncements all the time, and it's becoming more the norm. That uh, someone who was a part of the LGBTQ community is just openly that from the beginning, and so yes, you can say to an extent, these days something like this would not be considered controversial and I do and I do think that on the whole that is true, but the second answer is this, and that is there's still a, a large portion of the populace for whom this still would be and is a controversy that that still the 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 existence of George Michael and the person he was is still a controversy him singing about sex him being uh, eventually openly gay or and and even you know alluding to being gay in early on in his career uh is still a controversy to those people and worse than that it's not just a controversy it's a it's a horrible thing it's a sin it's a how many different words that they can use to spew that kind of hatred so it's one of those kind of good news bad news things which i think we can say is true about a lot of social issues in particular in in every society but let's stick to america right now and that is that we we've seen progress we've seen a ton of progress in how things are discussed and how they're portrayed and how and how prevalent they are in various areas of mainstream uh television and film and music and and books and and all of that even commercials and things that where you you know you're selling products and and generally those kinds of things tended to be more conservative because you had to sell a product not anymore you know uh that that is a, all that progress is wonderful and at the same time what it's pointing out in stark relief is the, the lack of progress in many other parts of society, in many other groups in society, which just means, it really means a couple of things. It means, one, that we still have work to do, you know, and, but it, and it means, two, that it, it doesn't matter how much work we do. It doesn't matter how far society moves along for certain groups of people they will always believe what they believe. And, you know, while you want to respect the, let's say, uh, humanity and uh, life of a person and their right to be who they are and believe what they believe, I mean, it's part of what this is saying, you don't necessarily want to or need to respect uh, that person's actual beliefs or opinion, and that's the divide that we're trying to really trying to sort through, especially... After the last you know several years in this country, and so to me, being able to uh, celebrate and accept an album and an artist like this is is still a, an important thing it's still a vital thing it's not it's not let's say as important as uh, accepting and celebrating an artist of today, you know when Sam Smith came out as as being gay, he, you know, that was a, that was brave because he didn't have a very huge career at the time. He was just more or less just starting out. it might've been a year or two later. Um, but the kind of music he was singing and intimate and, and everything, uh, you know, it, 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 it to, the thing is this, it's still, you know, unfortunately or not, it's still, it's still brave. And on a personal level, yeah, I think anytime you share something personal, it's brave. Anything. It can be anything about yourself. You're sharing it, it's brave. But the fact that there has to be this extra level of bravery of sharing, you know, your sexuality is, again, just shows how far we've come and how far we have to go, you know. Um, which kind of brings up one of the last points I want to make about this, which is that the the major triumph for me in this album was a, was not just that he was the singer, that he was the songwriter, that he was the producer, and that he had, that that he was, you know, openly singing about controversial things, but that he did it in such a personal and confessional way. He didn't, you know, not to say that a good pop song that deals with an issue that's more general isn't a good thing. A good song is a good song. But he was able to create good songs with all of these elements, including very, very personal lyrics, which to me makes this not just a classic pop album or a classic pop R&B, you know, electronic or whatever dance album. It, 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 makes, this, it makes this a classic singer-songwriter album. It makes this, to, to be honest, one of the greatest singer-songwriter albums that have ever been released, uh, hands down. Partly because when you listen to it, you don't think that's a singer-songwriter. And you would not be surprised at me saying that if you've heard any of my music, because I am a singer-songwriter. And the kind of music I do now and then sounds like that cliche genre, if you will, of music. But for the most part, sounds a lot more like this than it does what people would think of when they hear singer-songwriter. Neither of them are a bad thing, but I think that narrowing that definition to, well, that's what it should sound like, is ridiculous on so many levels. And uh, we should acknowledge that today, more than ever, really, so much of what's being produced uh, and put out is done by an individual who is doing the singing and the playing and the the writing and the producing themselves. Um, And this is one of, the, one of the classics to look to, to see the history of that. Uh, as far as songs that might uh, harken back to this, I've done so many, I couldn't even begin to tell you, but I think the most recent, or one of the most recent, is a song called Make Me Break Like Every Day from uh, my band Rex album, um, Syncope for the Weird, uh, which I have included a link, wherever it is you're listening, or however you're listening, please uh, take time to click that link and listen to the song. Tell me if you think that it sounds at all like, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, Faith or One More Try or Father Figure or um, Monkey, which is uh, secretly my favorite song off of this album. Um, Certainly doesn't sound like Kissing a Fool, although that did also inspire me to write a song uh, or two after that, his his messing around with different genres on there, and that was the kind of jazz pop exercise that he did, um, which... Thrilled me because I didn't think contemporary artists could do that back then. Uh, but anyway, let me know if you think that my song is, sounds like it was influenced by this at all. Or if not, let me know if you even know this album, if you've heard this album, if you love this album, if you love this artist, if you remember the trajectory of the rest of his life, how he went to even greater successes, and then, you know, unfortunately, the tragic ending. Do do you remember the controversy that this stirred up? Can you still sing some of the songs on the album Uh, how do you feel about it now? Do you, you know, does it just kind of sound like 80s, great 80s music? Or do you just, do you still, you know, um, get kind of drummed up by some of the, uh, content of the lyrics and things like that? What was your first CD? What, what was the first CD you ever bought if you ever bought a CD? Um, what was the last CD you ever bought? I, I can tell you what the last one was I bought, but I, I'm going to have to think about that one because that's an interesting question. But, um... As always, to me, all these are interesting questions, and this discussion is interesting. That's why I want your input and my objectives here always are music, conversation, and connection. Thank you for listening and watching and clicking and listening some more and reading and sharing and subscribing and paying those dues and whatever else it is you are doing to connect here. And uh, talk to you next time.
2: fantasy points